Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a very interesting subject matter for today. I plan to upset some people. I plan to make some people uncomfortable. Well, forget all that. You're familiar with me. Y'all know I am the prince of controversy. I am the prince of discomfort. But it's only to help us as individuals, to help us as a community, to help us in the society to improve. Start with me, of course. Our subject matter today is how far could we go without our ego? Self-esteem, self-importance, self-worth, self-conceit. These terms mean the same thing as ego. Now, what is ego? The I or self of any person. A person as thinking, feeling, and willing and distinguishing itself from the selves of others and from other objects of his thoughts. Also, the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and the sense of personal identity. One could believe that having a big ego could be counterproductive to all things outside of yourself. So again, I ask, how far could we go without our ego? Without any further ado, hello. Hello? Hey, good evening, husband. How are you? Uh, well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry, I missed part of the topic. How far could we go without our ego? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't think I've ever thought about it. As individuals. But I like yeah, I'd like to think. Um, without an ego, without my ego, how far could I go? I don't know. I'd like to think. I'd like <laughs> to think that I could, I could go anywhere and do anything without my ego. Stop. That's what. So without your ego, I think you can go a bit further. No, I said I think I could go anywhere and do anything without it. Um, No. With it? So your ego is your limit. 
Uh, okay, let's see. Hold on, let's hold on. Mason, no. <laughs> um, no, I don't think my ego is my limit. I, when I think of, of ego, um, I think of when you have an ego that puts limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ego like self-esteem or self-importance. Like when you have too much of it, I think that that limits you. So I think that you have to have, you have to have a balance. I mean, you have to be, um, you have to have enough self-worth to to get you where you want to go. And um, just a little less to be able to keep you learning. Because I think if you have too much ego, that kind of gets in the way of your learning ability, which is my opinion. Okay. We're going to bring an, introduce um, another call to the line real quick. 1677, you're live. Hello? Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on the show. It's a pleasure for us to have you. How far can we go without our ego? There are pros and cons to that. Some feel that their ego is their motivator. Some feel that their ego is a hinder. So I believe we need to do some in-depth research, understand the power of the ego, understand uh, that there is a time and a place to turn the volume up or turn it down a little bit. We have to know when to give good measure with the ego, when it's going to help, or when it might hurt. So it's a pleasure mm. to be to speak to you. Thank you. And I'm gonna let someone else call in and share their opinion and I may call back later. Thank you. Be blessed. Before you go. Before you go, I have a question. For everyone who don't know, that is the big bookworm. So I'm sure she has some insight for us. Thank you. You and said that there's are pros and cons. There are pros and cons to the ego. The pro could compel or propel you to do some things, correct? Right. And the con could hinder you from doing things. Exactly. When we have gotten beside ourselves or some will say forgotten where we come from. Um, a movement by myself, but I'm a force we're a force to be reckoned with when we're united. So understanding the part that you play and be willing to 
step back and let others uh, contribute as well. We work together. United we stand. Divided we're going to fall. And sometimes we become too egotistical. We push others away when they're able to contribute. And therefore, we make the job harder Then we can share the responsibility and we can work and work. Mm-hmm. Now, I think once you become a team or a part of a team, you must remove yourself from it. So that way, it minimizes the opportunity for the ego to, t- to take over. I agree. It's a, and this is society. We, we, collective, move together as that force to be reckoned with. It can't be about Mr. Quick. It can't be about the big bookworm. It's about the collective. I totally agree because I don't know where I would be without Sister Catcher on Fire. He can bless by the best. Mama Dot. Sister Tootie Fruity. Fresh and Fruity. I thank the most high. I just can't even put into words. Um, we all have been a star in our father's eyes before we even knew who we were. And it's time that we let our light shine. That's what we're supposed to do. Give God glory. Show the world how great God is. And sometimes uh, the ego will get in the way. So, um, and sometimes we're afraid to say, hey, you out of order. And they, they, they sometimes they assume that you're going to blow up at them because you said that. Maybe, you know, if I'm, I'm going too far, if I'm going overboard, and someone says, look here, uh, 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 tsunami, uh, uh, you need to sit down and let Sister Walla Walla Bing Bang have a word. Tsunami might say, Woosa, thank you for letting me know. Thank you. I'll be, it'll be my pleasure to let Sister Catch on Fire, Sister Walla Walla Bing Bang, and even Sister Tootie Fruity to put in their part. Because, um, you know, the more um, links that you have to climb together, the stronger that uh, uh, that rope, that vine will be, you know, one, you're going to pop. Two, you might pop, but you got three, four, five, six, seven twined together. Hey, we're a force to be reckoned with. I agree. I think within that, we all have assignments. We have assignments from God. We have assignments from the captain of the team, in order to maneuver or mitigate our way through as a unit, we have to follow the assignment. And I know in my assignment, it's much bigger than me. It's not about me. Everything I've gone through in life was to help someone else. Took a while. Mm-hmm. It took a while for me to smother my ego. Oh, a long time. 
But here you are. So I all like to say with with my ego, it was like baggage. I can't go nowhere. I was limited. Just the thought of those experiences. Just the thought of the those I've been through. But once I remove ego, it ain't about me. Period. And the enemy will remind you of all you've been through, your past. But I believe it says once you ask for forgiveness, God cast it in the sea of forgetfulness. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. If that's not what it says, that sounded good. So we're going to go back to 1140 and see what she has to say about that. Please hold the line. I think you hit the nail right on the head. With you, with your ego, you know you'll be limited, and um, if you let your ego get in the way, then it gets in, it interferes with God's assignment on your life. So you have to be smart enough to have just enough ego to be bold enough to go forth with your assignment. Then you have to tame it just enough to be able to complete that assignment and let God have his glory. Absolutely. I agree 100% with that because we must remember for whom we're working for. We must remember whom we're working with. But at the end of the day, it's not about me shining or looking good. It's all for God's glory. That's the part that it seems it relieves so much pressure. Because when it's about me and me looking good, it's a lot of pressure. I got to make sure that everything is polished, is shine, the words are articulate and clear. But when it's for someone else, God, the pressure isn't on me. I'm going to still apply those same preparations that I did for me, but it's him. So no man or woman can say, that's not good. I wouldn't do that. So it turns to deaf ear because it's about what's pleasing to God, what's helpful to my brothers, to my sisters. That's the part that we forget about. It's about us. And we are fall. We're limited. We will not go beyond that ceiling. Of our mind. Would you agree or disagree? Oh, I agree, absolutely. There was a tell you this story. Someone I know went to 
a mutual person that we all know to ask to host or have a get-together, a function, because this person wouldn't be the center of attention, it was denied. The person who proposed it believed or felt that it was beneficial to everyone within earshot. It blew me away when I heard the story, but it didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me. So in a situation like that, this young lady, she did not she did not give up. What she did, she prayed to God, God opened another door, a bigger door, a better door. So I say the ego slowed was a stumbling block. It was a speed bump. But once he prayed about it, God moved all obstacles. She was able to do what she set out to do. Remember, I will never put any one name out to make them look or feel bad. But everybody who's listening, who's involved, know who those persons are. So I say that to say, in situations like this, we so much pray that egos are smothered. Smother our ego. Look for that on our T-shirt. Smother our ego. What you think about that, Miss Quick? Hey, let's let's do it. Smother our ego. Although you know, and and you know, I like to be the devil's advocate just a little bit here and say that, just like uh, the previous caller, ego. You know, you can use your ego to get you a whole lot of places. Um, Because ego essentially becomes part of your drive, part of your determination to make things happen. Um, Your ego can't suffer a loss, so it keeps you going, keeps you in tune to everything that's going on and what you need to accomplish. You're right, it could. However, it can get you in the door. But can it keep the door open? That's the question. Uh, if you know how to control it, I think it absolutely can keep the door open because you still have to have ego in order to go forth. I think having faith and being faithful is a, or is is a you have to have ego in order to be faithful and have faith because faith. Is what that of the unseen stepping out is believing and not, it's not seeing. In you, but it's not in you. Your ego is self. Does your ego help your you to to be God. bold enough to 
Right, but doesn't don't you got to have a little bit of ego to be bold enough to step out on faith? You ain't. Nope. You got to have a relationship and a trust in God. Okay. What ego does, it keeps you from, that's your mask. It keeps anybody from seeing who you really are. Okay, maybe I'm confused because when you're actually afraid. Okay, like maybe I'm confused. Well, well, maybe I'm confused because when I look at the definition of ego, says a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. So self-worth and and and, self-esteem. Don't forget those. I'm sorry. Self-worth, self-conceit. Don't forget those two. But in in my mind, when I look at that, um, if you, you got to have a sense of self-esteem or self-importance to even be able to have the know-how or the energy or to, to get up and do something. If you don't have self-worth or self-esteem, which in tune equals ego, you have no drive. You have no determination. You have no will. No, you just no, that's taking it as it comes along is what I is what I read it as, which is my interpretation. We're going to introduce another call. Five nine three now. Welcome. Hello. 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 Thank you for allowing me to um, speak again. I totally agree with Miss Quick. Um, growing up, I didn't have a lot of confidence uh, about the talents that God had blessed me with. For a long time, I would clean hotel rooms when I should have been working in the office. Um, raised by a Baptist minister, many times I was in the public eye going to um, various meetings. Sometimes uh, we would have revivals and we would have all-day Sunday service. People were looking at me all day, every day. Why wouldn't I get dressed up and go use a computer and still make my money? It took a while for me to develop that confidence. Um, And then to have the confidence to go to companies such as Tampa Electric or a company like Verizon. Um, I'm talking down here in Florida, Tampa, Florida, I'm revealing where I am, um, or to have the confidence because I saw a woman older than me driving the truck. I said, if she can do it, I can do it. And I had to, my ego had to say, girl, yes, you can. Get the book, start reading, and for sure, where there's a will, there is a way. Now, we may have um, a little dissension in the ranks. Because, see, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. See, we, we sisters, we understand and totally, you know, we need to have a little bit of egotism. System, I'm sorry. Our ego needs to activate at certain times. That's why there's a time and a place. Because I travel across country. I'm working morning, noon, and night, sometimes in the wee wee hours of the night. And it is my ego that says, oh, yeah, I'm a child of the Most High King. 
and I know that my father is protecting me. Even if I am dropping this trailer three o'clock in the morning in this dark lot, my eco has um, trained me to say, okay, even if this lot doesn't have lights, we got our own lights. We're going to get on out and we're going to handle this business. I'm not trying to be a man. I like to spend money. And I, I, it's like, hey, I love to travel across country. It's my ego that gives me the confidence to do this. There are some people that won't even go to the next county. They act like something's going to happen to them. Go across the state line. Oh, my goodness, I better not go across there, not by myself. God is good all the time. Jesus hmm. told the disciples, I will leave you a comforter. That comforter is with us. Maybe the comforter is my ego. So from a female perspective, there are times that I need to be a little bit egotistical because I need to represent and say, I'm giving you respect. I expect that respect in return. I'm treating you with professionalism. I expect that professionalism in return. I don't need to be vulgar. I don't need to uh, try to bring anyone down, but I need to be confident. So, yes, my, I need my ego a little bit at certain times. And when I exhibit just the right amount of ego, they, I meet people all across the country that are wowed by when, when I walk up in the door, uh, this child of the Most High King that stands 5 feet 8, weighs 260 pounds, Yes, God. See, I'm the co-pilot. God is the pilot when I'm driving that truck. I know my place, and I know when to exert my ego. And see, I was also taught from a little girl, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. This joy that I have, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it, the world didn't take it away. So I need to have just a little bit of ego to understand my Heavenly Father bless me, not this world. I'm rich in, my, my father is rich in houses and land. My ego says, you're a child of the king, so are you. I'm a, I thank you for letting me share. I'm not going to preach a sermon. Uh, pleasure to be on the show, so I'll uh, take a step back and let someone else speak. Yeah, what she said, everything she said. Okay, now, I won't play devil's advocate. Everything you said wasn't about you. You was just a vessel. Remember, you stood out. You, you stepped out the truck in that dark place with the faith of protection. You believed you had faith that God wasn't going to allow anything to happen to you. When you drive in in the wee wee hours of night, I'm sure you pray that God keep you. What? 24/7. So, so with that being said, tell me where your ego is in. The, where is it about you? You just driving the truck. Okay, okay. Her ego gave her where? her ego gave her enough confidence to step out of the truck to even go and pursue the avenue so that God can use her anyway. Without ego, she she has no story about truck driving. Freak sister. That's faith. She has faith. No, 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 no. Faith. Okay, I apologize. I apologize, but we're at a fork in the road. We're speaking two languages. Miss Quick and I understand what we're saying. We totally 110% agree. We will go to Mount Everest with this message. 
Now, we appreciate your feedback, but this is what gets us through when we're tired, when we're weary, when we're wounded, and we're sad. So, uh, uh, Mrs. Quick, we're going to go over here and have our she-she-she-share party. And so, now, the fellas, the fellas, they probably totally agree with you. But it's like, you know what? Whatever works for you. I don't understand your MO. One person's trash is another person's treasure. That is true. And well, I think we can talk about it from two response. different perspectives. Because let's, let's, let's talk about that. it for a second uh, from two different perspectives. Now, for women, we I think that we understand, like she said, how to keep it in check and how to use our ego just enough for uh, until we step into our faith or to use our ego to get us to that faith point so that we can be a vessel. But I can see where you're coming from because I understand that sometimes men let their ego get in the way of accomplishing sex tasks. See, I think that, and we're not talking about every woman, but we're talking about it for the most part and what we've experienced personally. So we're just talking on personal experience. But I can see where you're coming from when you're saying uh, when there's a close line between faith and, and ego for men. Because sometimes men just don't know how to lay their ego down. Where I think that we Listen. do. Because I think when you look at, in biblical times, when you look at how the women were made, and, and then, you, you know, we talk about marriage and such, and talk about being submissive, I think that we understand that. And so that part of us naturally helps us keep that ego in check. Whereas God gave now. men dominion. So y'all kind of go overboard. Now, with that being said, how many women have pushed back on the word submissive because of their ego? We didn't say it doesn't happen. We just said in our experience. That's why I had to throw that disclaimer out there. In our experience and what we've yeah, experienced, we've known... Hey, you know, yeah, everybody else throw it out there. Let me throw it out there. For what we've experienced in our life, what the sister said, her ego allowed her to, to get up, allowed her just enough oomph to get up and, and go and do that test, take that trucking license and, and get her rig and drive cross country. And it also enabled her to step off that truck with the amount of confidence she needed so that God can step in and her faith can step in and protect her. And, you know, but she had to, you got to be able to have something in you that says get up and do it. Faith don't say get up and do it. Something got to tell you to get up and do it. Faith guides your steps and you, you know, you walk blindly, so to speak, but something got to say get up and do it. Ego tell you that you can't do it. If if, if I may have a moment to share. Oh, please do. But uh, on that, on the same side uh, for the females, there are some females who allow their ego to create problems because if it's not about them, it's a problem. Even Absolutely. though they say they represent the Most High God, even mm-hmm. though they say they are a child of the King, even though they say they're an apostle, 
they are preachers, a teacher of the word. But if they're not front and center when it's convenient for them, oh, you you stepping on their toes. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of mine. We, you know, I, I'm supposed to let it shine 24-7. So, you know, um, understanding uh, the Bible tells us there's a time and a place for everything. Do all things in moderation. That's very, very important. And, yeah, the ego can be a problem uh, for, fem- for us females because we want to be front and center. But, hey, we need to take a step back and recognize we were, a, we, we're, we were a star in our father's eyes before we knew ourselves. We were already famous in love, but unfortunately, too, it's not taught enough. It, it, it took until my 50s for me to really understand it. Who would I be, where would I be if I would have known that I was a father and really understood it and encouraged to be the best that I can be, okay, you know, to understand, use your ego, you know, be confident about that job interview. Be confident to go to that car lot and ask for a car so that you can get to and from work. So many obstacles uh, that I've had to deal with because my ego was a little pipsqueak when maybe for a moment it needed to be a lion and then mm. turn it back down. I mean business. I don't desire to disrespect you, but I want you to know I have a white-hot burning desire to do this job, to provide you with a service, and I feel very confident telling you that I deserve fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year. Other mm. nationalities are teaching their children. When are colored folks going to teach their young women? Or what, what is the only thing we're supposed to learn? Apple bottom jeans, boot with, no, come on now. No, that's not how I represent my heavenly father. I am royalty. I am a queen. I need to understand my queendom and the elements of my queendom so I can best represent my father. Come on, Sister Queen. Mm. I'm right here with you 100%. You're right. Women do let their we, 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 egos get in the we, way. What a brethren. What a brethren. Oh, I'm right mm-hmm. here. Now, check this out. I agree with that. Now, what that tells me is it can be a situation where it's nurture versus nature. You should have been taught, should have been reminded of who you are back when you had the socks with the ruffles on and the and the little dress with the shiny patent leather shoes. At this moment, you should have been taught that you are a princess. Because you wasn't, you developed this ego to take you where you're supposed to have been in the first place because God is your father. So I think we're using ego in two different senses though. I mean Oh yeah. Ego I think I think he's using ego as a noun whereas we're using it as an adjective. 
you know, when you create an alter ego or, or develop an alter ego similar to multiple personalities, right? Is that what you're talking about? Okay. I think that, that we're talking self esteem, self importance, self worth, self conceit. Right, but ego can be used in, in multiple ways. And I think that we when you talk about it, it sounds like you're referring to something like alter ego, different personality nope. you know, you've created I'm something removing, to shield. I'm using it like we need to remove the I every situation, the me, the my out of the situation and call it for what it is. Okay. I do agree with you. It's about the you. team. Okay. It's about God. It's right. about us. Right. People, okay. Not just me. Okay, but unfortunately, those that could have been on the team uh, gave us generational curses, such as calls mm. us, calling us heifer. You're smelling mm. yourself. Mm. I can't stand you, you wench. Instead of saying, darling, mm. you done got mm-hmm. inside yourself. You mm-hmm. need to go, go to timeout, take a breath, and come back, and we will revisit this issue. No, 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 no. They ain't have time for that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So they so, use words to to degrade us to to make us. You. Okay, I get you. I'm following now. So and, and, and we, it, it, it's like we're sm- allowing your greatness to be nurtured. Allowing you to understand that you're powerful, but you need to understand the elements of your power because. You running around with the power volume on high and it's raining, you might electrocute yourself when mm-hmm. it needs to be turned off to him. And there are times um, it, it, it needs to go to one. You need to understand, yes, you're powerful. These young people understand they're powerful. That is why they're doing so many deviant things because we won't mm. recognize them in a powerful way, uh, in a positive way. So you're not going to give me positive encouragement. I'm going to make it rain. I'm going to make you miserable. You're going to respect me. You're going to acknowledge me. You think that your punishment, your punishment is a joke, but you're going to recognize that I recognize my power. When you could have told me, uh, uh, let's sit down and talk about my power. You're a beautiful young lady. You're beautiful. Be very careful because those predators, those vultures are out there. Protect yourself. Maybe this is the reason why we have so many young uh, or people disappearing, because a vulture knew that their ego wasn't even activated to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. dominated. So instead of, instead of activating your ego, why don't we your knowledge of self versus it being about yourself. Know yourself. Know who you are first. So that way no predator can come and tell you who you are. Society can't come and tell you who you are because you know who you are and you represent yourself as such every time. See, I think what what she's saying, too, is at a young age, we 
we don't have that sense of self yet. Our sense of self hasn't developed, and before it, it even been gets to, right, it because hasn't even we been allowed to develop, we're being shut down in every sense of the word. Don't go mm-hmm. in many w. cases. In many right. cases, they raise the girls and spoil the boys. What do I mean? I'm six years old standing up to the sink washing dishes. The boys outside running around playing. Why I can't go out and play? Why I got get why I got to get the broom and sweep up this dust that some everybody brought into the house? Why do I have mm-hmm. to uh help you lug this laundry to the laundromat, put it into the washing machine, fold it up? These aren't my clothes. Six, seven, mm-hmm. eight years old. We're taught to be women, we're taught to be mothers. I have a six year old niece right now. She spends more time Looking at how to take care of a baby. She's sick. She's still a baby. Why? We've already put the generational curse on her. Why the six-year-old can't go play with her brothers? Or or why isn't she saying, hey, I want to have a tea party? She don't need to be worried about how to take care of no baby. She's still a baby. But unfortunately, Especially in, in black America, we raise the girls for the boys. I see where you're going with it. I agree. When it comes to you must let a child be a child. At first, it was, uh, you see the young girls pushing the baby doll in a carriage just like you saw her mother. So the women of old were only teaching what they knew. At that moment that they knew it, they wasn't teaching you how to be a little girl. They wasn't getting that part of the way. So here you are in your 50s. Now you want to be a kid again or be a kid because you never experienced that. Exactly. So, and and then that niece, there, are, there are family members. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So for that niece who's playing or researching how to take care of a baby, that's out of line. Mm-mm. That's out of I line. Wanna, I want to allow she's her still, to do it. She's still, you know, remembering to go use the potty instead of doing the pee-pee dance. You know what I mean? There's levels to this. Before I was a man, I had to be a boy. Now, hold that thought. Hold that thought. This is a perfect opportunity to invite you to our gift to girls. It's called Two Girls from women. So that way, we can have a teaching, a platform to help these women and girls come out of the darkness. Please do. So, we're going to take a few seconds, we're going to pay some bills, and we'll be right back in a few. From the streets to the pulpit is sponsored in part by Q's Traditional Cuts, 
setting new standards to old traditions. Visit the talented professionals at Q's Traditional Cuts. That's www.qtraditionalcuts.com. You're listening to From the Streets to the Pulpit. Feel free to call in and talk to the family at 929-477-2978. That's 1-929-477-2978. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Streets, the number two, Pulpit. So we're back. We've ventured into uncharted territory. We've talked about our youth being trained at a young age to play the role of an adult, specifically a mother. That bothers me, but I'm going to let the ladies of the line have this So please tell me what y'all see wrong in this. Because I see a lot wrong with this, by the way. Okay. And it's, uh, I'm never so grateful because I can't tell you how many nights I cried myself to sleep. How many rivers of tears I have cried due to these injustices. Um, I'd like to throw, uh, let, me, let me see if we can squeeze this in regarding ego. Um, when we don't understand the ego and its purpose, we'll get out here and do stupid stuff like be on Facebook having sex. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Out of order. You out of control. There is a time and a place for everything. I believe when a person truly understands that they are a star in their father's eye, they want to make father proud. Without that understanding, that ego will take us into all kind of abysses. And um, things will get out of control. Um, one thing that's really, really important that we need to come out of the darkness and talk about is our sexuality to the most intimate degree, understanding our biology and our emotions, and understanding there's a time and a place for everything. No, I can't go hang out with old boy because I need to get up and make my paper. There is a time and a place for everything. Um, and then they will try to manipulate our ego and make us feel less than if we don't come over and drop it like it's hot. Nesta, let me explain something. I was a, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a star in my father's eyes before I knew myself. No one else has to love me. I know God loves me. And when my pocketbook, when that monkey go to jumping up and down, he, he, I, I, I won't, I won't, I won't. Father, please. Please give me a healing and give me the strength 
to stay focused and keep studying and get my degree so that I can get my promotion. There are so many issues we need to talk about. Yes, I not not when I when my ego became awoke and say I'm sick of being a cum bucket. I need to talk about out loud what I'm going through. That's my ego. My ego needed to step up and because I was embarrassing myself. And I wanted to be I wanted to make my father proud. I wanted to become stronger and be able to have mind power over matter. Yeah, my Pukalala might say, let's, let's go on, shake a little something, something. No, girlfriend, we're going to bed. We don't want to disappoint our father. We need to talk about these issues. Yes, we need to be a little bit more egotistical. Come out of the dark. Come out of the dark so that we can let our light shine and represent our father. And we, we can be proud within ourselves. We don't have to go out and show nobody else. So at home, boy, don't look at me. God bless you, brother. Have a wonderful day. I know I'm blessed by the best. I don't need for you to look at me, mister. I hope you're trying to represent your heavenly father, too. Mm. I'm going to step by. Mrs. Quick, Mr. Quick. Miss Quick, please. Hey, yeah, she she dead on it. We got to have a little bit more ego about ourselves to be able to get up and get out of that. You know, so uh, there there again, you know, when I think that in, in having this conversation, we've learned that um, ego can be used and in, in understood in many different facets. And, um, you know, just from, from this conversation again is it, one of those things where you have ego you got to have enough just just to get you up and have some self-esteem and some self-worth about yourself um, to, to not be degraded to not be run over to not be somebody's doormat um, and then at the same time you got to be able to humble that ego to let God shine and to know that it's not all about you even though you went through this it's not all about you because you were used in a situation to be able to free somebody else. Amen. So it sounds as though when we're talking about ego, we're missing a word to preface ego. Inflated seems like the word we're missing. When there is an inflated ego, that's when it goes so far beyond that norm. Right. Having something is good. Having self-importance is good. Having some self-worth is good. And even some self-conceit is good. However, when it's inflated, that's where the issue comes in. And I think we can use inflation in, in so that we could all get a, a grasp or a firm understanding. When you get in the way of God's glory, of God's story, then you have an inflated ego. But when Amen. you have just enough ego 
to pull yourself up and pull yourself out of negative situations so that you can let your light shine, then then that's good. I totally agree. Inflated is blown up, distended through being filled with air or gas, excessively or unreasonably high. So when you put inflated with ego, with those terms or that definition I just gave you, I see where the issue come in. I see, because now it's about you. Ego is kind of what God gave you, or the, the knowledge of your experiences have given you. Now, my wife, she has this notion that I could, I am arrogant, and that's fine. But my ego is controlled enough to know in my arrogance, none of this is for me. It's all God. My arrogance, my inflated ego, my arrogance is my celebration dance for overcoming all that I've gone through. But without the communication, no one knows that part. They just see you and judging you. When they see five foot eight, two sixty out of a truck with confidence, they don't know how you got there. Nobody knows your story. Nobody even knows your purpose. But what they do know is your presence is there. And your presence will only kept through God. You just put a smile on my face and in my heart. Yes, sir. So, Miss Quick. Tell us about your ego. Uh, you trying to put me on the spot? What you want to know about my ego? May 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 I give a comment, uh, comment about her ego? Sure. I love her ego, and she knows when to turn it up or turn it down. I I am in awe of her ego. And 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 her ego definitely radiates her queendom, Mommy? and she knows Mommy? she's a child of our heavenly Father. Mommy, look at that. Thank you for allowing oh, me to share, Miss Quick. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. I, goodness, thank you. I appreciate that. For the record, oh. her ego also. Lightens up in my kingdom. So, <laughs> you're right. It's on. Right. 
I, yeah, I appreciate that. I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't even going to say that. Um, but goodness, you know, that is, is, is good to hear um, that I am doing my father's work in, in being Amen. who he designed me to be. Because, um, you know, when, when, I, when I wake up, you know, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I, I keep, I remind myself throughout the day that, that it's not about me. Um, and so I just try and make sure that, you know, I have just enough ego to get up and, and go forth. And, and then at that point, you know, I let God use me to do whatever his business is. Amen. And Mr. and Mrs. Quick, uh, it has been a pleasure to be on the show. I must get me some rest. This was Zion starts calling in the morning, telling me to rise and shine and give God glory. Um, I love you. May God bless you. And I'll be uh, listening and I'll be calling in in the near future. I'm going to sign off and allow someone else to call in. You all have a wonderful evening. I know I will. Thanks. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Y'all have heard from the big bookworm. So, pick that in. We'll be hearing from that. Uh, Anything that's associated with that. Now, when you sacrifice, does that do anything to your ego? That's a- when you make sacrifice, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Um. Here's the thing about sacrifice, uh, and um, yes, sacrifice does do something to your ego. I think first and foremost, in order to make a sacrifice, you got to know how to put your ego aside because when you're making a sacrifice, a sacrifice is for the greater good. And like when we spoke earlier, spoke earlier there is a fine line between ego and inflated ego. So if you're in a situation such as a marriage um, and you're not willing to sacrifice, that's your ego getting in the way. That's that's your inflated ego. That's causing a problem. Um, because if, if, if God so desires for you to be married and sacrifice is a problem for you, it's because of ego more than likely. So when it comes to sacrifice, you have to keep that ego in check and you have to understand that what the purpose of your sacrifice is. Now, the, the definition of sacrifice is surrendering a possession as an offering to God to a divine or supernatural figure. So, when you I'm sorry, you were cutting you out. Already had to be removed because now you've 
bring you out of it and put God into it. Hold that thought. Mm-hmm. I'll make a response. We're going to introduce caller 6782. Good evening. You're live. Caller six seven eight. Well, Miss Quick, what do you think about that? Because the question was, when you sacrifice, does that do something to your ego? Yeah, I th- I'm sorry. I thought I I thought I had uh, stated my position. When you sacrifice, it diminishes your ego, or it should, because when it comes to sacrifice, you have to have your ego in check in order to make a sacrifice. And when I say in check, you have to understand who it's about. Your I think um, in my mind and in my understanding, your ego, which is your self worth, your your self. Um, confidence in such a way you got to have just enough of it to be able to go forth and do God's work Um, and then you have to be able to humble yourself to a point where he gets the glory of said work so when it comes to sacrifice your ego can get in the way or or, um, or stop you from making sacrifices to do God's work and so when it comes to that, I think that either you have to set your ego aside um, or diminish it so that the sacrifice can be made. So with the scenario I gave you as far as the sister reaching out and was denied because it wasn't surrounding someone else. I'm sorry. We seem to be having a bad con- uh, connection. I didn't hear what you said. The sister earlier was trying to have a gathering or get together at someone else's establishment. She mm-hmm. was denied. Because it wasn't about the person who owns the establishment. Okay. So, ego, inflated ego, was present right there in that situation versus sacrificing, being the center of attention for the offering to God, if you will. Could you agree? Yes, I do agree. Here's the thing. You know, um, again, when when we talk about ego, we, we're, we're still talking about that very fine line. It's, um, 
you can you can easily you know if you lean to the right just a little bit you got a little too much of it if you lean to the left you you don't have enough to get up and go forth when we or when i use a term well think about the term ego just itself not inflated it's having self-worth okay um having self-confidence having self-conceit um however there's that fine line to where you got too much of it and you're taking God out of it. You're taking the purpose out of it. Um, and so when it comes to a, a situation specifically like that, where the sister has an event that she wants to plan for whatever reason, um, but if it's the reason to do a part of God's work, which is positive and, and uplifting or bring family together or celebrate one another, um, and, and the person's establishment, um, the person who owns the establishment says, yeah, well, it ain't got nothing to do with me then, no. Well, that that person got it all confused because when it's all said and done, everything is supposed to be about God. All, you know, so ego, I would say that inflated ego at that point kept that person from or try to keep that or kept use that person to keep God's work from being done. That's not to say that the sister won't be blessed at another facility that can be 10 times bigger and 10 times better. And it may be at absolutely no cost or, you know, she will receive another blessing um, to be able to, to do what she needs to do. And I believe that was done. So, Pastor, I see you on the line. Talk to me. I'm I'm listening, man. I'm I'm catching up. I hear something about ego and uh, and God and uh, so far, based off of what I've heard, um, it's extremely difficult to mix ego and God. One's gonna starve <laughs> because you know ego is about me and my plan, and God's about His plan. And so you know we've got to learn. I don't know what you know how you guys are talking about ego. You know what you know how you're going about talking about this, but um, ego is a dangerous thing, and it'll keep you. Um, Literally out of the blessings God has for you, uh, it'll get in the way of uh, countless relationships. You know, I think we'd be shocked to know how many things we missed all because we had this inflated ego. We had this, you know, me, myself, and I instead of Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You know, we 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 got the unholy Trinity as opposed to the Holy Trinity, and and that's what. You know that's what in in my line of work that's what that's what ego does ego you know in essence says I know better than God you know uh you tell God what to bless rather than doing what God has already blessed you know God wants you uh, operating a blog talk radio uh ministry, but you want to be um you want to do um Something where you can be, so your face can be seen, and all of that, you know, and it has no power. 
It has no power. It won't be effective. All because of, um, of of ego. And ego says, I'm not changing for nobody. I'm not changing for nobody. I know what I know is right. What I do is right. And they're going to have to change for me. But I'm not changing for anybody. So ego is, is dangerous. And again, I don't know how you guys are um, discussing it. I don't know if you're doing it via relationships or just in general or whatever because I I just got on but um, ego is a dangerous, dangerous thing The question is how far could we go without our ego? It's unlimited It's it's unlimited It's, it's, It's absolutely unlimited That's that's what, you know, I start, you can go as far as God will allow you to go. I mean, I mean, I, for me, ego stands for even God is overlooked. That's what I call it, you know. And, you know, if you're going to get anything done, you got to check your egos at the door. And uh, in the church, that's you see more egos in the church. Matter of fact, going up in the church, in the pulpit. You know, I'm in revivals, have been last week, this week, and next week. And I'm amazed at the pastors that come in. And even though I'm the guest speaker for the week, uh, guys come in and they want to outdress you, if you will. They want to get up. And all they're supposed to do is, you know, receive the offering and say, God, thank you for the offering or whatever. And they got to get a sermonette in. Lord, we thank you for the offering. And ha. And Lord, thank you for this. Ah, they gotta get a, they gotta preach. Just saying, Lord, thank you for the offering. You know, so it's, it's all about ego. And that, that's all it's about. You know, um, and it, it don't take all that, man. Listen, everything I have. When you don't have an ego, you say everything I have belongs to God. My time, you know, everything I have, my resources, everything I have belongs to God. But when you involve that ego and it's overinflated, it's like this is mine. I'm self-made. You know, come on, man. How can you be self-made when God made you? But mm-hmm. you know, ego gets in the way, man. Ego gets in the way. We want the attention. We want the affirmation. We want to be. You. Know, we want the pat on the back. And again, in my line of work and what I do, you know that. That, to me, is one of the most, people are so arrogant, especially pastors. We're so arrogant. And so that's why we go and build bigger churches so that I can have, you know, my my ego is so big, I got to have the biggest church, the biggest congregation. I sit and I listen to pastors talk about, yeah, man, I got 300 members. Well, I got 1,000. That one's got 1,000. Next one's got 1,100. You know, it's, it's crazy. I hear women with uh, egos. They'll move my kid as a straight-A student. Well, my kid's an honor roll student, and they've been chosen to attend Juilliard. And, and I, my kid, you know, that back and forth. And all of them are just little dirty, thank you, kid. Let them grow up. Let them grow up. <laughs> so, again, I don't know what, what vein you're going in with this thing, but point blank for me, ego is dangerous. Not just the vein, the body. Wow. 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 Well, ego and arrogance, they, it, if they're not blood brothers, they're kissing cousins. You have to be careful with them, man. 
Well, they're closely, closely related. Well, I know. And like I asked Miss Quick earlier, who you sacrifice? Does that anything to your ego? Because remember now, the especially an inflated ego, it's about me. Me, my, but when you suck, mm. it's about God. It's about the team. It's about the community. It's about the society. It's about the family. It's about someone else other than me. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, but see, the danger of that is if if I've got that, you know, overinflated ego, then everything you do is wrong and everything I do is right. And when I say that, I mean even even the things we do wrong. You know, a, a person with an overinflated ego, you know, they, they stuff don't stink like everybody else's. They can go out mm. and sin and justify it, you know. And I just want you to know I grew up, in the sticks, you know, with country folk. You step in it, it all stinks, you know. Mm-hmm. But they swear out their stuff don't stink. It just don't stink. Because, I, you know, I have I eat berries, so mine is berry scented. It's still sugar honey iced tea <laughs> at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> hey, I just, got, I just got a quick in right quick. Did you see that slid in there, man? That did good. That's a sugar honey iced tea. That, that felt good. <laughs> Stick with me, you'll get a little bit more in. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> Ms. Quick. Thank you, sir. What, what do you think thank about you, Ms. Quick? Yeah, I think he hit the nail right on the head. You know, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Shit is shit. No matter how, no matter who it come from, where it come from, how long it sit, it's still shit. Um, That's right. So you know you just gotta be, gotta be very careful, you know, and because because the ego it can get in the way. Even when you make, you know, I earlier we were talking about making a sacrifice, and and again when you go to make a sacrifice, that ego has to be set aside. That ego has to be diminished, um, because just like he said, if it if it's not, and even it, even in that sacrifice. There's going to be a, you're going to always be wrong and I'm always be right. There's going to be a, I'm always doing a sacrifice and then you're not doing anything. You know, yes. there's going to always be a one-upper, so to speak. Um, yeah. So that ego got to be put aside. Yep, yep. But the person especially in, in, in competition. No, no, I was going to say, especially in marriage. Especially in marriage. You said I think what? I heard one. Yeah, you broke up. What I was saying is, if there's a competition, then it's definitely not about God or anyone else except ego. The preachers or the pastors who have elected, who may lie, say, you know what? I got 1,200. I got to go get the biggest car to show that 
I'm successful or I'm better than you. That's all ego. Yes, sir, that's ego. That's the ego talking. But again, you know, this thing is bigger than just one area. It is it's widespread because if I've got an overinflated ego, then when I come home, I tell my wife, listen, you got to do what I say because I'm the man. And mm. that's just the way that it's going to be. Now, some folks use that, and they, they do that because they got an overinflated ego, and they need their head smacked down. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, and so we got to look at it like that. Also, are you telling your kids, do it because I said so. Don't do what I do, do what I say. Well, now, come on now. You got a joint in one hand and a big glass of Hennessy in the other hand, and come on now, you, 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 and you're telling me don't do this and don't do that. I know what you're saying is right, but you're showing me something different. So you're saying mm-hmm. your ego is saying, your ego is telling you that, you know, uh, I can do wrong, but my child still has to do right. And that's mm-hmm. not the way, God don't, listen, God don't, God don't excuse sin just because you got a big ego. You know, that's the call of the shooter. And um, to give you some scripture based off of it, you know, the, the, the devil himself was kicked out of heaven all because of his ego. He got tired of the fact that everybody was giving God credit for everything. And the Bible says that the devil wanted some of the glory. He wanted some of it. And so his ego was like, look, why are they giving all of God all this credit? What about you? You're the one doing the music, you know? And uh, that's how he got kicked out of heaven, his ego, his overinflated ego. Because let me tell you something. God don't share his glory with nobody. You know, okay. you know the way that we're here, if it wasn't for God, man, none of us would be here. So we just got to accept the fact that, you know, give him his glory you know, and, you know, check our egos at the door and be thankful that he chose us to carry out whatever we're uh, carrying out. You know, um, the three of us on this line tonight, if we've got overinflated egos, then guess what? We're going to keep butting heads because, yes, I know, Miss Quick, what you said, but it's not that way. It's really this way. And, Mr. Quick, you just, you know, we're just going to bounce back and forth. And that's not good, man. That's not good. You know, you got to have humility. You got to have patience. You got to have genuine concern for, you know, the ideals and the ideologies of other folks. So, and ego says, no, you the man, you the woman. You ain't got to listen to that. No. You know, it's, it's, I mean, come on, (laughs) y'all. Come on, y'all. I got ushers in my church, and they know they're supposed to wear a certain uniform, and that's cool. But they'll come in and with the uniform, and they'll wear an armful of bangles so that they can jingle and jiggle while they walk. You know, that's all ego. Look at me. You ain't supposed to be seen. Show me my seat and sit down somewhere. But you get in there with super red lipstick on and, you know, your dress tighter than everybody else's. Sit down, girl. <laughs> So, you know, again, I think everywhere, man. Everywhere. So God don't excuse ego because you got a title either. That means, Usher. Uh, sure. Look at, 
You yeah. know, mother, father, sister, <laughs> yeah. husband, wife, yeah. daughter. Just because you got a title don't mean your ego get excused. Come on now. That's where I'm going. That's it. That's yeah, it. I'm with you. You don't get a pass. Yeah. You don't get a pass. So, you know, and now that I heard the baby, that, that reminds me of, there's one thing that can check your ego right quick. Because you get around I kids, guess. they'll check you. They'll tell the truth mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, Mr. Mm-hmm. Quick, that's all I got, man. I don't have nothing for you tonight. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I think you're going to have a little bit more to say because at some point, at some point, everything you do is to be, if you're supposed to offer your best to God. Right? So, yes, sir. Maybe the sister with the bright red lipstick and the and the bangles, maybe that's her best. Maybe that's what she got. That's all she got to offer the guy in her tight skirt. <laughs> maybe that's all she got to offer. I don't know what church you in. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just simply saying, I, I don't, I don't no know. Bangles. <laughs> yeah. You better not. Listen, listen. listen. <laughs> the thing about it is, you gotta understand, man. It's like, it's like, it's like, okay, the best ushers are, you know, they they they're they're traffic cops more than anything. You don't hear them, you don't know their names. They just make sure things are calm so that you can hear the message is going to be delivered in the church. You know that that's the best ones. You know, a pastor will get up, and after he says what he says. Just sit down, man. Let God do the rest of it. You ain't got to sit there and go on for an hour and a half. I mean, dude, I, let me go. I want to watch the football game. But, you know, you, you're you going to keep going with your eloquent words with all these bars on your arms to show that you're bishop, doctor, archbishop, this, that, and the other, apostle, all this. I don't need to see all that, you know. Um, I got a pastor friend of mine, and I don't know where he got this from, but this is what he said, and he preached the thing like this. He said he got tired of calling, you know, all of his members' houses, and every time he called it, this is baby blah, 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 and, and singing a little song and then leave a message after the beat. He said he heard that so long, he preached a message called, just give me the damn beat. I don't want to hear all this other extracurricular <laughs> stuff. And that's what he preached. And I was like, I like that sermon right there. You know, because that's what everybody wants to show their worth and their fluff and their stuff. Don't, don't, you ain't got to give me all that stuff. Give me the beep. Give me the beep so I can leave my message. That's all I want. Uh-huh. Just the beep. That's all. That's all. You ain't got to leave no well. scripture saying God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And remember John three sixteen. No, just say, I ain't here. Leave a message. Beep. That's all I need. You ain't gotta do all that. <laughs> you ain't gotta do it, man. But ego makes you do Keep that. It simple. Ego makes yeah, you do that. Man. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, maybe I'm saying it on my on my, on my message because that's how so and so got discovered. And I'm still trying to get discovered. You know, I've been singing since, you know, I was knee high to a duck. I'm gonna get discovered. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go make it big, singing. Maybe somebody go call and pass it along, and pass it along, 
Now, I'm not I'm gonna overlook the fact that I still haven't called anybody back who left a message after the beat. But there you go. everybody gonna hear me sing. <laughs> yeah, you but if the it's whole about person. God Right, if mm-hmm. it's about God, if it's about you know, what he's your testimony, what he's brought you through or delivered you from or what have you, that should be your beat, correct? Yes, sir. Just a beat. Listen quick. Listen quick. Let me tell you something about you, about your wife, and, you know, to a degree, you hey, know, you about sure you myself. Be careful with that now. You still talk about my wife, so be careful. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm going to walk right. on these eggshells tonight. <laughs> but okay. you know what? People, people that don't have this overinflated ego, they can be a blessing and don't know any then nobody knows about it. You know, I know mm. of a, a guy, quick you may know this guy, you know. I'm not gonna call his name or anything like that, but you, you know, you and I talked about him once uh some time ago or whatever. This guy went into church and, you know, all he wanted to do was just give an offering. He brother didn't want his name called, he didn't want, you know, any recognition and <laughs> you know, the, the, and they wanted to recognize and acknowledge this brother basically to the point to where I'm not giving anything else. Why? Because that's not how he rolls. See, when you don't have a, an ego, you do things for folk because it's the right thing to do. I don't need to be pat on the back for it. You know, I don't need to, you know, if you're at a restaurant and you say, okay, the couple across the two tables over over there, I want to take care of their 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 meal, their ticket or whatever. Okay, you don't announce, you know, that you're going to do it. If you're going to announce that you're doing it, it's best that you don't even do it. So you yeah. guys are, you guys are a perfect example of being a blessing without recognition. And that's what we need to ask ourselves on the phone tonight: Can I bless you without putting you on blast? Can can I can I do something for you and don't expect anything back? Can I do it, and we never even have to talk about it again? See that 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 that's the issue right there. Ego says you got to let folk know who did this, you know. And I hate that about folk, man. Why I got to tell you that I blessed you, and why you got to tell me? Remember that time I gave you that five dollars? No, oh. man. Come on, man. Don't do that like that. You know, I don't even like going to churches. And at the end of service, I get up there. Okay. uh, we're going to announce, like at my church, we do not announce who gave what. That's, I mean, that's arrogance if you ask me. Because, okay, uh, during revival tonight, there were five churches in one church. And they announced and said, like, this is just fake names. But Mount Zion gave $100. New Zion gave $200. And everybody gave around that amount. But one church only gave, like, $15. Okay, that was embarrassing for them. Why you gotta announce it? Why why you gotta announce it? Why why you gotta do that? Just accept the gift mm. and go home with it. And and, and that's not what we do, man. That's just not what we do. So ego affects your giving. It affects your I mean it affects every area of you. It really does. Let me stop, mm. man. I got involved in this thing. <laughs> No, we need to involve it. Because I'm, you know, I'm sitting here like trying to trying to see where 
where it's at. Because I know if we removed our ego, that ego is like the ceiling. That's the furthest we can go. But if we removed it, the sky's the limit. Because it's going to allow us to build and connect with other brothers, with other sisters, with other cultures, with other societies, with other for the greater good. We don't want to remove our Nope. We just don't want to do it. So let, let, just... let me pose a question here. What do you say about the people who who don't want to remove their ego, about the ones who always got to remind you what they did for you and um, how they helped you, or, you know, what do you say about the folks who are like that? I don't say nothing, me personally. What I'm going to do is give you that $5 back so you ain't got that to hold over my head no more because if it's from the heart, the heart doesn't have a memory. It just beats. Mm-hmm. It just pumps blood. It doesn't have a memory. So if you're going to keep throwing it up in my face, it wasn't from the heart. It was for the show. So I'm going I'm to mm-hmm. go ahead and give you this five back so you ain't got to mention it no more. And, in fact, I'm going to give you ten. I'm going to put a little interest on it. So now you can't say, you remember that five? Because I'm going to say, you remember that ten? So we good. And I'm going to remove myself from that situation because the next thing is going to be nine times out of ten, it, we're, we're, we're carnal. We're operating in the flesh right now. And you're going to become mm-hmm. disrespectful. And remember, God mm-hmm. ain't finished with me, so I'm going to slap the shit out of you. You did? So, so the pastor brought the, the sugar honey iced tea. I'm going to go ahead and slap <laughs> the shit out of you. I'm going I'm to bring that back in. You know, you put because, a in it. Absolutely. Because that's, that's, that's not right. Mm-hmm. So since I'm you operating in the not right, I'm going to operate in the not right. And we're not going to get any place. Now, that's how the old quick will handle it. Right now, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and tell you about this stuff, like the gentleman that I am, and remind you that if it was from the heart, we shouldn't be having this discussion. But since it wasn't from the heart, here go this $5 back. Here go this 10 with the interest. And I'm going to keep it moving. Because I'm not going to allow you to minimize what God has done. Mm-hmm. That's me. What do you think about that, Pastor? When when they well, when they when they want to keep throwing it back up in your face? Well, you know, I I I, I would have to distance myself also because um, I know that that's not um, the way that it should be done. It's not the way that I do it, and uh, you know, I, I would just have to distance myself from them because that's um, I don't know, man. That's just wrong. I mean. Listen, Jesus was a very humble man, and, you know, there was a time whenever he was being uh, really mistreated, and he was praying, and and uh, literally this is what he said. Now, you got, he asked God, he said, God, listen, he said, I don't want to go through this. He said, but this is what Jesus said, not my will, but let your will be done. Well, Jesus, in my opinion, had a perfect will, but he said, God, let your will be done in my life. If I've got to go through this, I'll do it. In other words, I'll lay my ego to the side, if you will. I know you know what's best. And, you know, 
when he died on the cross and all of that. He didn't come back and tell me, now you know, you know you're dogging me out, right? You, you know I was stabbed in the side because of you. You know I did die for you, right? You know, he doesn't remind me of that. He doesn't, he doesn't do that, man. And, and I don't think we should, well, I know we shouldn't do it. I, we just shouldn't do it. You know, we just should not keep holding things over people's head. And, 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 and y'all, that, to me, I would rather, and this may be an ego problem right here. I don't know, but I would rather go without than to get it from a person with a, with a inflated ego. I would literally hmm. rather go without than get it from someone with an inflated ego. I just don't want to, you know, tomorrow, I'm sorry, Thursday night will be my last night of revival at this church. Now, when it's over, okay, you invited me to come. You understand that there are expenses involved. I've got to travel. Um, you know, they they take everything into consideration, your clothing, your travel, your study time, your food, all these things, and they, they, they'll give you an honorarium, you know, and every church decides the honorarium. I don't say, well, for this, I'm going to charge you this amount of money. I don't do that. Okay, well, you asked me to come. I'm rendering the service, and after everything is over at the end of the week, okay, you're going to give me an honorarium. Now, I don't mind the honorarium because that's, that's how I live, okay, but at the same time, this is uh, what I don't like At the end of the service they walk up Well preacher we can't pay you But here's $175 Here's $600 well, Keep it now dude Keep it Well, You ain't got to tell everybody all that You 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 don't have to do that Don't put my stuff on blast like that Don't do that Don't do that mm. You know. But a lot of them would do that man And that's just You want to talk about embarrassing here I am walking over there, grabbing this little piece of check, man. I'm like, God, man, just – and there's been days where I just said, you know what, I want to donate it back to the church because you, <laughs> you gave it with the wrong spirit. And and, mm-hmm. and y'all know I needed that money, but I gave it back, man, because it, it was like, wow, you really going to do this? You know, but that's the way it is. That's the mm-hmm. way it is. So, yeah. So that ego may be on me too. My ego's so big to where I won't just accept anything. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's an issue with me. I don't know. But you know, I no, just can't. I don't think if you won't accept anything, I think you're more cautious of, of how it's done. You know, the intent behind it. You see what I mean? Because yes. if it's like so, let me go up and just hand you this envelope. Or I might even not even hand it to you. I might just, you know, put it in your Bible, close it up, and we keep it moving. And that's usually the way it's done. It can be 10000 It can be $1.50. But either way it goes, it's, when it's done in that nature, right. you're more receptive of it. There you go. It's whatever it was worth to you. If it was worth a dollar to you, then you know what? I can't say anything, but see, when you do it out in public like that, it looks like I'm charging for my services, if you will, and I I, I can't do that. What you're receiving is uh, something to compensate you for your time and for, you know, uh, 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 the things that it took to get you there, your gas and things like that. So when you do it in public, it makes it look like you're charging for the gospel you're of Jesus Christ. 
Yes, you prostituting the word. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. And I heard you say it like that. that and I know that ain't the way it is, but that's you, the way it sounds to that, me. That's exactly that's exactly the way it looks. And it's like my pimp just gave me something. And I'm like, man, cool. I ain't. Man, come Let's on, get man. Get that money. Go get that. Yeah, I need there to you get go. that money. And, and it looks even worse on me because I got revival this week, next week, the following week. It's like, boy, this boy hoeing everywhere. And it's not <laughs> like hoeing, you know. <laughs> yeah, y'all on it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not I like got but Be mindful that I'm also being pimped out here, too. So hold that thought, hold the line, and we got to pay a bill. You dig? <laughs> hold on. Yeah. From the streets to the pulpit is sponsored in part by Lumberjack Hair Co. Our products are high quality and all natural to give you the best results when it comes to beard and hair care. Lumberjack, for the men building culture around masculinity. Visit the website at www.lumberjackhairco.com. So, Pastor, I'm gonna need you to um, let's let's talk about how some of these people are. Uh, Mama. No one has a greater ego Mama. than the pimp, right? Now, from my perspective, from my position, I've seen where a lot of pimps later on become. Pastors and stuff like that. So they still bring that same spirit from the streets to the pulpit. <laughs> and I'm for me, it is is it, is is I love it because one, somebody who's who wasn't raised or, or bred in the in the church, I can identify with somebody who have done wrong as well. Because some of these preachers nowadays make it seem like they've never done any wrong. They forgot why they're really here. And that's to talk to us who have done wrong. Right? So I think that that ego is the reason why, and be mindful now, when I say ego, I'm talking about the mask that they put on. Because that's the only thing your ego is. It's a mask. It's telling you, yeah, I'm the best, I'm the man, I'm this, I'm that. When in actuality, you're probably a little kitten, a little coward, a little scaredy cat somewhere Mama. off in the, in the corner. Mama. So Mama. when they put that mask on, when they put their ego on, now they're somebody and you go respect me as somebody and I got all these things to prove that I'm now somebody or I'm successful. What's your thoughts about that, man? Well, you know, there's... there's, there's um two things that we need to know about it. Okay, you can put that mask on. Well, don't, don't let me say you. I'll say me. I use myself as an example, and I, God knows I'd go out of my way to never do this, but you can put that mask on and deceive, you know, people, make them think that you're holier than thou, but when you do put that mask on, people see you, but what we don't realize is God sees us also. Now, mm. in the, in biblical terms, whenever you see a pastor or a child of God put on a mask, it's not even called ego. It's called another word, hypocrite. 
That's how God sees it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you're not genuine. That's whenever it's for uh, selfish gain. That's whenever you're doing something and you're trying to get the glory rather than God. That's what it's called. You you stepped over Hello. into, you know, anytime you're wearing a mask, that's what it's called. It's, it's, it, God considers us as hypocrites. You know, in other words, you should know better. You have no business doing that. So you so you don't being a, yeah being a deceiver, an imposter, a phony. Yes. A pretender. Yes. Huh. Yes. Go ahead. I had to make sure I'm I'll make sure I'm hearing you right. That's all. Oh no, you you you're dead on it. You're dead on and ego can can lead to all of that because what you're saying is I know better than God. I deserve this. I have a right to this. You know, I'm I'm the you know, I'm the head man in charge or whatever. You know, and then before you know it, you know, I don't necessarily need God. So now you're nothing but a hypocrite. You're blaming people you'll start blaming people for what they're doing but not take responsibility for what you're not doing. That's Ooh. nothing but a hypocrite. You're wearing Ooh. a mask. Ooh. So how many people you think that are walking around here with this mask on? And and I'm not asking you for an exact number or a roundabout, but I'm more so asking why. Why are you afraid of, of to be who you who you are? Society is it because you're trying to live up to to society or or, or what? Because we got we got to remove these masks if we're gonna if we're gonna we're not gonna make it into heaven with a mask on. I'm sorry, I don't I don't believe that. God got to know who I am, not by. Um, like little Kim, who got all the cosmetic surgery done, God don't rec- ain't gonna rec- may not recognize her because he don't <laughs> she don't look nothing like. But if you trying to maneuver with this mask on, you're not. It's like the God God won't even be recognized in your actions. They're not seeing you as a godly person if you walk around here with this mask on. Well, see the purpose of the. The purpose of the mask is to, you know, twofold. First of all, the mask uh, disguises who you really are, but then the mask also shows maybe who you really want to be. You know, growing up as a little kid, if I would put on a, you know, I don't know, a Batman mask for Halloween, I wanted to be Batman. But I was a Batman because I did that on the mask. I take the mask off, I'm still a black man. You know, I'm not Batman anymore. So, you know, that's what the mask does. The mask really hides who we really are, you know. And because, to be honest with you, a lot of times I think we wear a mask because we think it's more lucrative. You know, nobody's going to pay me for who I am. Nobody's going to, you know, uh, you know, recognize me, acknowledge me, affirm me. But if I pretend to be someone else, you know, now... Okay, you know it's sort of like. Well, I don't know about where you live, but where I am, they have um, they have things, and they'll say, 
okay, I'll just use, I don't know, polo, polo cologne, whatever. You, they have a whole lot of stuff around here. But this is what it says. It says like polo or like Rolex or, 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 or like, you know, it's not the real deal. It's not genuine. And people around here buy it. Oh, man, that smells just like, just like polo. No, I don't. But you it's ain't not never smelled polo. polo. No, it's not. Oh. It's not. But people will pay for that. It's lucrative. It's still got the name polo on it. They can ignore the light. It's still got polo on it. You know? We, we, we got a habit of ignoring what we want to ignore. Alleged. Of course we do. Just forget that part. Of course we, we do. We just go see he did this, not alleged. Yeah. You yeah. Know, my, my, we doing this exercise with the kids, and they were, you know, about characteristics and qualities. And my son told me, he says, and he and, and my other son has said it before, I want to be like dad. No, 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 don't be like daddy. Listen, son, excuse my language, Pastor, but I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I said, your dad is fucked up. I'm fucked up. Don't be like me. Be better than me. So I'm not putting on the mask. In fact, I'm taking the mask off. I'm taking the skin off. I'm break. I'm giving it down to the bone. This is what it is. I'm gonna need you to build based on not what you see or who I am. I want you to build based on my work. Don't pay me for who I am. Pay me for the work that I've done. That makes sense. Yeah, it it does. And again, that's how that's how God sees us. See, when we put on that mask, man, you know, uh, we think people see a finished product, but God always sees the X-ray. You know, the mm. X-ray shows down to the structure, the foundation. That's what He looks for. You know, that's what the Bible says. Man looks at the outside, but God always focuses on the heart, you know, and, and we try to, you know, and even in our prayers, man, I hate to push it this far, but we pray hypocritical prayers. God, if you'll do this, I'll do that. God, man, why are you trying to, why are you trying to go in the contract? Oh, God, you negotiate. <laughs> negotiate. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, like God ain't a master negotiator. Come on, man. Like you don't know, you know. I mean, that's why I ain't God, because I say, you know you lying. You ain't doing it. I'm going to have to reset your blessing. You know, you know, so, but that's that's what we'll do. We'll, we get like that. We put on a mask when we pray, especially in church. We start using all these eloquent words and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, my thing is, God, if you could just help me through this, this what I'm dealing with right now, God, I, man, I ain't quitting on you, man, because you... You know I need you. I can't fix this. So we don't even play real prayers sometimes, man. We pray manufactured prayers. Mm. So. And when the prayer is manufactured, it don't seem as though it have the same uh, intensity, the it same does. depth, the same emotion. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, does it. it was. It. 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 It, it was. It did what it was supposed to do, and that was um, um, make me sound. Yeah, that's that's what it, it was for entertainment purposes only. But when it's a real prayer, you can tell when a brother really hurting, when a brother really need God. He don't care. He start 
man, uh, messing up uh, verb noun agreement. He start man, he mess up some stuff, you know. Cause it's like, look, I ain't got time for all this, man. I need God right now. I am in desperation mode, and God, if you don't do it, yeah, it's not gonna be done because it's out of my hands right now. And you know, I know you can do it, man. You gotta get. I mean, flat out real with God, but, you know, again, this is just how I see it. God help us. Miss Quick, what you got to say about that? You guys are dead on it. I mean, there's nothing else to add. You're dead on it. Well, like you were saying, Pastor, when you when you use these words that you learned in school, you you are you putting on that show. Because I'm gonna need you to go back to I need you to break it down to to, to the cat in the hat. I need you to break it down to the level that we, Floyd Mayweather and, and, and R. Kelly can understand. I need it to be yes, down sir. to the to the lowest level of understanding yeah. because um, I, I don't got time to 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 make sure everything in, is in agreement, subject and, and predicate. And listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna have fragments and run-on sentences because yeah. I, it's, I'm desperate. I'm in I'm in the time of need. I'm laying it all down. Yeah. I don't got time to be pretty. My hat go fly off. Yeah. My wig might fly off. My shoes may be undone. Listen, I need you right now, God. You you know what I mean? Yeah. Take me as I am, <laughs> broken. Snotty nose, teary eyed, wrinkle. I need you right now. That's it. That's it. And that's that's who God. I'm not saying right. God is not concerned about others, but that's who God uh, uh, listens to right there. That one that just, I mean, he's just genuine. He's he's not. He just wants to beat. He just wants that, to beat. That's what he wants. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's it, man. <laughs> so my question is, my question, how how do you make someone comfortable yeah. enough to take off the mask without ridiculing, without, you know, yeah. pointing that finger? You know, make like let's 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 be real about this. You know what I mean? I, I me personally, I'm one, I'm like, look, bro, I know yeah. I know this ain't you. I know this is not yeah. you. I want to deal with yeah. you. I want to deal with the God yeah. in you. I don't even want to want to deal with with your persona or with all these pseudonyms and and all this. I want to deal with you, the child of God, your government name. Yeah. Or even your your, your childhood nickname. I want to deal yeah. with Doodle. I got you. Sugarfoot. I want to deal with y'all. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Because that was your that was your that was your rawest moment before you started going to school to get educated, and now your name is Richard Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, nah. I need I need the real. So how can you make someone comfortable enough to give you that real? Other than now, me, I'm gonna be real with you, so I'm gonna make you feel comfortable to be real with yourself. But I'm not with you every day, all day. So how can right. someone be comfortable enough to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this no more. This is who I am. 
That's all I got. Well, for for me, uh, you know, and I, every place is different, but for me, um, oftentimes I'm in a position where I can demand it. In other words, if I'm meeting with, uh, let's say, my deacons, or I'm meeting with, um, you know, a certain group or whatever, you know, I'm going to let them know, look, listen, y'all, this is uh, this is total transparency here. This is, you know, we, I'm asking everybody to take the mask off. You know, if you're not going to be honest, you're not going to be real, I'm going to kindly ask you to just, you know, escort yourself out because, you know, there's too many lives at stake for us to sit around and play games. So I'm going to ask you. So in other words, I demand it from my deacons when we're in a meeting. I demand it from, uh, you know, if I'm, in other words, if I'm in a position where um, I'm the one holding the meeting, then I, I place a demand on it. You know, so in other words, if you're in charge of it, place a demand on it. If you're not in charge of it, you know, there's nothing wrong with recommending and saying, listen, y'all, can we just be honest here for a little bit? You know, we say that in meetings all the time, but what we're really saying is, can we just take the mask off? You know, um, and 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 I think if we, in essence, held each other accountable as much as possible, that would at least help. And also, if I'm, um, you know, got my mask off, if I don't have one on, then maybe, I don't know, you may take yours off. Maybe, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I think okay. that, you know, people people put on masks and they have behind that mask. Um, I think what it boils down to is fear. And it could be fear that I'm going to be open and honest and, and you're not. So, you, you know, you're going to trick me into sharing my truth and, you know, showing you my skeleton and you ain't really show me yours. And then, you know, people also have a fear of, of being judged and, and looked at in a negative light. So they put these masks on, you know, so as as like a, their armor, so to speak. So if I'm wearing this mask, nothing you say, nothing you do can hurt me. And, you know, based on what I've done, you know, so I think uh, in order to be able to, to help people or encourage people to get those masks off, we got to understand why they have them on. Some people wear a mm. mask simply because they don't know who they are. They, you know, mm. they, they put on the mask. They're just trying on different ones, seeing which ones fit. You know, not knowing the whole time, you, you really don't even need that anyway because there's nothing wrong with the way you are. Mm. Uh, come on, Pastor. Let's, let's go on and take that on in, man. Elaborate mm, on that she, one, please. She just, she, just, she just did the dang on thing right there. She just said it. <laughs> The way it needed to be said, right there, man. You know, it's it's sad that we have we have to we feel like we have to have a mask. But my thing is, you know what? The people that I do my best to hang out with, I make sure that before I get naked before you, that you got as much to lose as I do. You know, there's there's certain folk. You know, that's why TMZ follows behind. You know, rich folk. You know, TMZ ain't got anything to lose. So, you know, they got a reputation. So, you know, they'll follow behind other folks. So you got to make sure that the folk you're hanging with got as much to lose as you do. You know, don't be careful who you get naked around, you know. Mm-hmm. If, you know, listen, don't you, you know, no. 
You take off your mask, I take off. We ain't playing strip poker now. No, we ain't, we ain't doing that. You know, so this ain't a game. You know, matter of fact, this is the way I live my life. I just don't put a mask on. I don't own one. I'd rather not have it. I'm sorry. Alicia Keys a few years decided, decided that she was going to go out without makeup. I don't know what year that was or whatever. And after she did that, several women started doing the exact same thing. And, you know, that's what we got to start doing. I think just what you just said, take me as I am. You know, this is who I am. And, you know, uh, you want me to pastor your church. You want me to do this revival at your church. Okay. (laughs) You wanted to know, okay, let me know a little bit about you or whatever. And my thing is to tell you right quick, listen, I am who I am. I'm, I have nothing to hide. And the bottom line is this. I'm going to be real with you. I'm not going to just talk about the Bible. I might throw in like I did tonight. You know, tonight's sermon topic was, was, was uh, I, I ain't too proud to beg, you know. And I got it from the topic, at least from a temptation song. And I told him, you know, I know you guys love hymns and all the songs of the church, but this came from, you know, the temptations. He said, I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. And we're talking about how he's trying to hold on to his woman, you know. I said, but how many of us really, truly can sing that song to God? How many of y'all really would just want to hold on to God to where you would do everything you can to keep him? So I made a reference, you know, so if they don't want me to be real, then, you know, I probably won't get invited back next year, next week, next year. Why? Because I'm just mm-hmm. being real. And there's and a I scripture in the Bible. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, I am who I am by the grace of God. I am that I am. That's, That's right. It. You know, and, and so if God made me that way, why should I try to be quick? Why should I be try to be misquick? Why should I try to be anybody except who God made me? My fingerprints are different, and why should I want to be act like somebody else? I'm not T.D. Jakes. I'm not Creflo Dollar. I'm not, you know, um, any of these guys, man. They are who they are. And it's not my place to talk about them, to down them, or to try and be like them. The same God that called them to do this called me to do it. Maybe he called them to do it in a bigger place to a larger audience, you know, but the ones that I'm able to reach, they're just their soul is just as important as, you know, a millionaire's soul. So, you know, I I'm good with it. I'm good I'm good I'm really good with it, man. It's like whatever. So I am who I am by the grace of God. I am what God made me. So that's how I see it, Quick. Thank you, my brother. Miss Quick, what you was about to say? Um you know, I was just about to say that for for those for the callers who who's listening, you know, we're talking about taking off your mask and being who you are. Um, you you gotta also be prepared for what's going to happen when you take off your mask because when you have that mask on, you may have um certain folk in your circle that are only with you because of your mask. And as soon as you take it off, you got to be prepared and understand if folk walk away because you're no longer who they thought you were. Um, You may be coming into your true self, 
but you're still not who they thought you were. So when you take that mask off, you got to be, you got to prepare for it. Um, and you got to be strong enough to leave it off when you do that. And I only say that obviously because I speak from experience, you know, I, I like, I'm older now, of course. Um, but growing up, I wore many different masks, you know, I wore one mask to hang around certain friends. And then I had on another mask when I was with another group. Um, and then wow. on into my early adult years, you know, I, I had another mask on because at some point I found myself trying to connect with my mom. And so I wore a mask and in that mask, we had an okay connection. And as soon as, um, you know, I started coming into myself. We've talked about that before. And I took my mask off and I took it off because I began to understand who I, who I was and understand more things about myself. Um, you know, it damaged our relationship because I was no longer who she thought I was. Um, I was who I needed to be. I was who God needed me to be, but I wasn't who she thought I was. Um, so you got to be prepared for the fallout out of that, of, of that, of taking off your mask. And you got to be strong enough and understand that, you know, you're going to lose some, you're going to keep some, and you're going to win some. But um, the, the best part about it is, is once you take it off, you know, that that's one article you don't have to put on every day. You know, that you you leave it wherever you set it, and, and you're good. Because at that point, you begin to walk walk around in your truth and represent your truth. And um, as there's a sense of freedom that comes with that. I, can do. I am so glad no. that you brought that up, and I'll tell you why. Uh, my, my dad's sister, you know, my auntie, I guess you would say, but my dad's sister passed away, and the funeral was uh, Saturday. Okay, um now, here's the thing about it. After the funeral's over, you know, he's still here, and he made a special request. He wanted to meet with me. So I called him, and he said, listen, we need to sit down. We need to talk. And we sat down, and uh, it was away from everybody. Nobody's in the room but he and I. And the one thing that happened was there were no masks. There, wasn't, there was nothing. There was no filter. There was nothing. And because neither one of us wore a mask, you know, we found out part of our problem. You know, in other words, the mask was hiding a lot of things, but now that there's no mask, we found out that he don't know how to be a father. I don't know know, know how to be a son, you know. And uh, because of his shortcomings early on by not knowing how to be a man or a husband, he took on too much too soon, couldn't handle it, and ran from it. So a lot of people Ooh. suffered because of that. But none of that would have been really revealed had he worn a mask or had I worn a mask. So, you know, I was I was cool with saying, look, no disrespect, anything like that. I I I I know you are my dad, but I want you to understand something. I don't know how to be a son. I know how to be a man, but I don't know how to be a son. So I can respect you as my dad. I can really do that. I, I really can. But at the same time, I need you to understand, you know, I'm old enough now to where, um, you know, maybe you're just going to have to see me for who I am and respect me as, know that I'm your son, but respect me as a man. And so, again, without all those masks on, 
we found out that we both like everything. That mask can hide some stuff, man. It can hide some stuff. And all this time, I thought this cat was doing a whole lot better. And I found out this dude miserable, man. He ain't worse shape than I am. Yeah, he's absolutely right. to, to To both of y'all points, if you've met somebody with the mask on and they decide to to fall back now that you have your mask off, they can feel a sense of, of fraud, like you defrauded me. Like I thought I know you or knew you, and I don't know you. I know who you wanted me to know. You know what I mean? Yep. But in all fairness, I'm giving you the real me. This is who you're going to see from the moment I took it off going forward. So, yeah, you may have to get to know me all over again. But if I was, you know, if it's worth it, you will. I think part of that, I want to, I have two different comments. But when you, part of when when you meet somebody, I think that's part of the problem, and, and it creates a lot of issues when you have a mask on, hence the conversation about taking it off. Um, because if you have on a mask when you meet somebody, then you don't really know who you are, okay? So if you meet somebody and you develop a relationship with any sort of substance, it's, it's like you don't really know who you are. <laughs> this person doesn't know who you are because you had on a mask, and then you're in a big old mess. And, you know, one person is, well, well, this is me, get to know me, but how am I supposed to get to know you? And how do I know you're not putting on another mask? So we talk about these things so that before the ideal situation is, before you get yourself in a relationship or in a situation of some sort, take the mask off um, because they need to see that naked layer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my comment, too, is, is the mask issue because you know, we were talking about the, the mask and, you know, with, with the parents. You know, we had a wedding in my family uh, a couple weeks ago, and I had a chance to see my mom both and everything. Everything was cool. We connected and exchanged numbers and stuff, and then um, haven't had the conversation with her yet, but I plan to because I don't know how to be a daughter. And I just figured that out a couple of weeks ago. I think I told my husband, I can't be a daughter. I have no clue how to be a daughter because I've never had a mom. I had a grandma. I can, I'm, I'm a heck of a granddaughter. I know how to be a niece. I know how to be a mom. I know all my other roles, but I cannot be a daughter. I was never taught. I never had that relationship. So she, we have to have that conversation so that we can be on a level playing field going forward. Whether she knows how to be a mom or not goes beyond me. Um, and I think at this point I'm not, I've already made up in my mind that I'm not even interested in that type of relationship because I know having that kind of relationship is going to ask something of me that I simply cannot be. I cannot give her a daughter. So for the listeners, for myself, but thank you, Pastor, for for bringing that up. 
Wow. Mama. Now, that's something for for two girls from women that, that you could talk about because I'm sure there's a lot of people who who don't know, a lot of girls who don't know, you know, how to be daughters because they wasn't afforded that opportunity. Um, just like Pastor was afforded the opportunity to be a son. I was only afforded the opportunity to be a grandson. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. The son role don't work well for me. Sorry, I wasn't there. Now, I'm respectful to my elders. I'm going to be respectful to you. Uh, and I think I will respect your your title more than I respect you because we haven't built that on that level, the father and son, the mother and son, the mother and daughter. We got to go back to the the foundation. The foundation, shit, we don't build a lot on top of that beyond the foundation. So trying to go back to the foundation and dig through all the boxes and the wood and the layers and all this, that's asking a lot. Maybe that's my ego talking, <laughs> but that's, that's asking a lot. So I'm not going to try to go back to that time. All we can do is, is establish it from here and move forward. We have grandkids. Maybe it's time for you to learn how to be a grandfather or grandmother versus trying to be a mother or a father. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Mama? That was my, um, I guess you would say, recommendation was to say, listen, I'll admit I don't know how to be a son and, you know, uh, you know, you're admitting you don't know how to be a father. So guess what? Let's 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 um let let's let's not waste any more time. Let's focus on you being a grandfather and me being a father. How, how about we do that? And that way, somebody's get some benefit because I can't go back and fix it. I can't go back and you know and be that young child again. I get, I'm still your child. I I don't have a problem acknowledging that and as you said, respecting. Elders, I don't have a problem with that, but you know, um, I don't need you to burp me. I don't need you to change my diaper. I don't need you to show me how to shave or anything like that. I don't need any of that stuff. I'm, I got that down or whatever, but I do have kids. And because I have kids, you know what? You focus on being grandpa. And if you can do that, guess what? I have a newfound respect for you because at least they're getting something that, um, you know, um, they're not missing out on that, and that's going to give me a sense of satisfaction. So we can do that. We can start there. Instead of crying over the spilled milk, you know, instead of doing all that, let's just start where we can and use what we have. And that's kind of how we, in essence, left everything. Uh, it doesn't feel the best in the world, but I think that was the best that I could do at least. 
you know, because, you, you know, again, it's either going back to when I was four years old or whatever, you know, when you booked up on us, you know, I, I don't need to hear about all that stuff, man. You know, you're here now and, you know, uh, sit and talk to my daughter, see what's up with her. You know, you don't have to buy me a, a G.I. Joe with a Kung Fu grip. You know what? Uh, buy my daughter something, you know, uh, and, and, and she'll be, she's happy. You know, and now you make her happy. Guess what? You made me happy. And we can let bygones be bygones. And I don't have to hold this over your head, and uh, you don't have to keep saying, forgive me. I've already done that, dude. You know, so that's just where it is. And, again, uh, is ego involved in any of it? Uh, Probably so. But, again, we laid our masks down. We laid our masks down. Like, you know what? Uh, I wasn't a very good father. No, you wasn't. And guess what? I'm not a good son. <laughs> I'm not a good son at all, dude. I don't, I don't know how to do that, you know. So, um, you know, that's where it is, man. Plain and simple. Well, that's that's a nice place to be, uh, considering. So, <clears throat> I'm sure he can respect that and understand that, and and understand your sentiments and. Willing to move forward. Yeah, well, uh, it's either that or nothing because it's like, you know, but I still want to be, I still want to be your dad. Well, you, you're always going to be, you know, I mean, it ain't like I'm walking around saying you my sperm donor. I mean, even though that's <laughs> what I feel, you know, I ain't calling you that, but, you know, it is what it is, man. But if I need to, you want your ego stroke or something like that to say that, you know, uh, that's my son. And he's like, when I, when I see you in the pulpit, I'm just so proud and all that. And I'm like, dude, you, you ain't got to do it all. <laughs> you know, you ain't got to do it all that, you know, whatever. But uh, it is what it is, man. Part of being a man is moving forward. And um, I've learned how to, you know, somewhat do that. So uh, it is what it is, man. We, we're going to have uh, some... Yeah, some unhappy moments, I guess you would say, you know, and and it is what I can't fix it. So after I got, I finished with him, spending three, three and a half hours, whatever it was, with him, going to the revival. My next thing was to get on this call because I knew that um, not only am I obligated, but I also gained strength from listening to other people's perspective, even though I didn't know the topic at the time. So uh, it's been good. Uh, for me because I know now that I've probably been dealing with my dad who has an, a tremendous, a huge ego and you know, he has this man-sized ego but then guess what? Because I didn't know how to be a son and I carry myself as a man, now I got an ego. Now you got two male egos, these two Rottweilers going at each other. You know, somebody got to check these things. So Let's just take the mask off, man. Let me let you know. Look, this this is who I am, dude. <laughs> this is who I am. So anyway, I've taken up all y'all time again tonight. No, you haven't. You you haven't. We've appreciated and and that was somewhat of an update um from a previous conversation we yeah. had actually on, yeah, yeah. on both of you guys' heart. So yeah. uh people who was holding on needed to hear you know, 
you put your your money where your mouth is. You know, you actually yeah yeah got out, stepped outside of your discomfort, and had that conversation. Oh, I'm gonna push it further, just just for you. I'm gonna push it further. Check this out. This is what I told him because uh, a few few nights ago, a few calls ago, uh, we had a a love challenge, and this is what I told the brother. Not on a piece of paper, not in a text message, but to his face. So I need you to understand something. I love you. Point blank, I love you. It's just like that. So, you know, I took it to the next level. I told him that. You know, and the reason <laughs> I told him that is because that's genuinely how I feel. Because, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to let you out love me, my brother. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that quick. No, 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 no. So I figured I can go that route. You know, I got you there, partner. <laughs> I got yeah, you there, partner. Yeah. yeah, you did. You did. Oh, you did. Man. I think yeah, that love challenge was actually a real uh, uh, a shaker. That love challenge actually did some things and yeah, to your yeah. point once we mm-hmm. when we made that that challenge when we initiated it I, mm-hmm. I went in the next day and, and, and took off and yeah. like I said I hugged my five and told my five I love them and then I told three more people that I don't even like I hugged them and told them I love them you know so yeah. the challenge was five I, I went to eight but in that you felt the layers and you felt the wall come down. You know what I mean? So I think uh, it actually it did what it was supposed to do. So no I doubt. thank you for that. And um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. That's all I can say. Not at that moment, though. I wasn't thank you at that moment. I was thinking more like, Lord, what have I got myself into? I know, you know that's right. But, yeah, I got you. But, but we made it happen. God yeah, gave me the yeah. strength, and and we did it. So um, right, yeah. No, no, no more challenges uh, here in the near future. We got to let this one resonate a little bit. We got to let this one sit in. <laughs> uh, no doubt about that. But but it did it it did do what it was supposed to do, man. So um, mm. I really thank you for that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We we're better because of it. All of us are, I believe. So it is what it is, man. But and tonight was good, good again for me. It was, um, you know, um, allowed me to check my stuff and make sure I'm not called hypocriting, <laughs> if that's such a word. Mm. It mm. is now. Yeah, yeah, it's out there. <laughs> so. With that being said, we're going to conclude tonight. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank both you guys. I want to thank the callers, um, everybody's inputs, everybody's thoughts, who, even those who didn't call. Thank you for their prayers, and and I do apologize for <laughs> shaking up their lives, and and I, I'm unapologetic about, you know what, challenge. I'm challenging everybody to remove their mask. That's the challenge. So I'm going to shake it up. I'm gonna keep it shaking. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't stop right now. But um, I do appreciate everybody's input, everybody's thoughts, 
I appreciate the love that I feel uh, on the line, as usual. Uh, to my spirit mate, I love you, and I thank you for your support. My brother, I thank you for yours. My sister who called in the big bookworm, thank you for your support. Uh, that's it. So if everybody's hearts and minds are clear, we go ahead and, and do what we do, how we close this thing out. So my wife, is your heart and mind clear? Yes, thank you. Pastor, my brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that being said, Pastor, go ahead and pray us out, brother. No doubt. Lord, thank you so much for the subject matter on tonight. Um, I think to a degree, God, at some point in our lives, we have all been guilty of this ego issue over being over overly inflated with ego. And, Lord, we found out tonight, if we didn't know, uh, that when we start dealing with egos, we start eliminating or removing you out of the equation. And, God, we don't want to do that. So first, we want to ask for forgiveness for doing that. And then also, God, we want to make sure that we understand, Lord, that, you know, when you get to dealing with these egos, it becomes very, very selfish. And, Lord, we want it to be about you, about your work, about who we can help. Lord, help us, God, to take advantage of the the uh, um, um, examples that we heard tonight. And if we're going to be a blessing, let's be a blessing and let it be legitimate. We don't need our name called. We don't need our name placed in lights. We just want to do what pleases you and what benefits others. Also, God, um, talking about the love challenge, talking about, you know, uh, Miss Quick's mom, my dad, and so many others out there that are dealing with similar issues. Help us to know, you know what, at some point, after we get a little older, we need to check our egos and just say, listen, I need to be the big person, not the bigger person. I can't control them, but I need to be the big person. And also, God, I pray that all of us can take off the mask, that our hypocriting days will be absolutely over. Some people will be shocked by it. Some people will be disappointed in it. But help us to be real. And if we're real, God, I know that you're pleased in it. And when you're pleased with it, you bless it, you get involved in it, and it has a way of taking off. So please, Lord, keep your hand on this call. Keep your hand on this ministry. Keep your hand on the quicks. And please, God, I pray that countless people are blessed and uh, are directed towards you instead of towards us. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, that concludes Mama. From the Streets to the Pulpit. The episode is Mama. Oh, Without Ego, How Far Can We Go? Just think about that. How far can we go? You can stream us live from Blog Talk. You can feel free to call in. You can download the up-to-date on our podcast, Android, Apple, Spotify. Share with a friend, tell a friend, invite a friend, whatever it is. I think the more we get involved, the better off our community will be. With that being said, love each other, take care of each other, 
Keep God first. Let's improve our relationships. Peace. Thank you.